When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Welcome back. How are you? I hope you're having a fabulous day. I am. I have um, four of my kids, four of my six kids at home, and I'm back in mom mode. (laughs) I'm cooking dinner and all the things. And I actually, isn't it funny, like when you make a new recipe and the kids like it, that you feel like you are a rock star. (laughs) That happened last night. Thank goodness for Instagram. I love when those Instagram videos come up with a recipe that is like five ingredients. You're like, oh, I could do that. So I did that last night. Everybody loved it. And it's just the simple things in life sometimes that makes life really great. (laughs) And so I'm so like, try that new recipe. That's my encouragement for you (laughs) to feel like a rock star because sometimes the littlest things makes us feel like a rock star. So, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Like, um, you know, we all need support and emotional support and, you know, there's no, um, probably question in your mind that you need, um, a support system, right? And like the health benefits of a support system are like you're have a higher sense of well-being, you're gonna have better coping skills, you're gonna live longer, have a healthier life. Like there's so many studies that show that having a support system reduces depression and anxiety. And I don't need to probably sell you on, yes, you understand the need for support. And what happens though, when your child comes out, Sometimes your go-to support system is no longer working for you. Um, You know, there was no, none of my girlfriends actually that live by me, close to me, um, had LGBTQ children and were going to my church and doing like they, they had different pain points. And my girlfriends for, I've had for a long time, most of them, if not all of them really don't have LGBTQ kids. And so really like finding that support system is going to be key for you to best supporting your child. And, you know, the benefits, like I said, I just want to go over like the five benefits that I found um, of finding the right support for me is like that sense of belonging. Like we all need um, a sense of belonging through our lives. And, you know, it starts with our family of origin and then our friend group and then, you know, whatever your kids are into and it helps us thrive in whatever circumstance we're going through and not just survive. And with a good support system in place, we actually really flourish and really like be our best self in that that circumstance. Um, It reduces the stress of the situation. Um, Like venting and spending time with people who understand like your anxiety, your um, pain points that actually really helps you. And it gets, it's like kind of getting rid of the pain Um, and somebody that you could really talk to that you could decompress as things as a LGBTQ mom is really, really important. Um, it really improves your overall health and well-being. Um, it really it does affect you physically and um, and it affects how you age and all of the things. So a strong support system it, like really does help you like not just your emotional well-being but your physical well-being. Um, and then your emotional support, right? Like um, our emotions 
um, really tie into it and are pertinent to everything we do, how we show up for our children, that affects our emotions. And so being able to like get emotional support from somebody else will gives us the ability to give our children better emotional support. And then it improves how we feel about ourselves, um, like how we like ourselves better when we have people that we feel that are there for us and um, that they like us and we like them. And, you know, I, I am such a big proponent of friends. Like, you know, I grew up with eight sisters and who were still and are my best friends. And I have friends that I go on trips every year that I've known since I was three. Um, I just really, I love the, know and love the value of friendships. And until like, I realized what, I didn't even know what I was missing until I got found the person. And, you know, when in this space, sometimes um, I hear this a lot from my clients. This is a very lonely space of being a parent of LGBTQ child, especially in our faith communities where um, it's, you're going through things that other parents aren't going through. Sometimes um, the milestones of like their friend group of our children, your child's not doing it. And so you feel some shame, you feel some aloneness and it takes us being able to take a risk to finding the people. And what I'm saying that is like, sometimes you have to go out of even your state. You know, um, one of my best support people I know is my friend, Allison, um, Dayton, who runs Lift and Love. And um, she started this foundation and she had this amazing Instagram, um, you know, Instagram account that I was just like, oh, I feel so good when I read it. All I did was DM her and told her my story, opened up about my truth. And from that, we have grown into this amazing friendship that is so important to me. And we have created support groups for other moms. We do a um, once a month, a virtual support group that parents from all over the country and even out of the country have come to and come to um, other moms that also feel kind of alone and want to feel that connection. And we even have done this amazing retreat where we had 120 moms of LGBTQ moms come and be there. And we did a two-day retreat where we just um, had speakers and did all the things that connected. And it really made me realize, oh my gosh, this is the game changer really for being able to um, really support your child the best is getting your support. And I know I talked that talked about that a lot of like, you need support also, but I wanted to go into like how you can really connect in that support. Like the first thing I wanted you to say is you got to be, um, know your needs. You got to realize like what you're missing. And it's funny when I sent that DM to Allison, I didn't really even like consciously know I was missing it, but I must've, because like I reached out, I was vulnerable and it must've come from, came from a place like I want to connect with another mom. And I didn't like consciously think that or speak that or, or talk about, I was missing this. But then now that I have the at, and so other, I found so many other moms and honestly, the, the moms I coach, some of them are such dear friends to me now that they have, they have like really filled my life and taught me. And I love them so much that I'm so thankful for technology because I would have never met them, um, that I realized how, what a difference it makes, how I show up in this circumstance in my life. And so I'm going to talk about three things for, to help you. Like the first thing is you got to find it right? Um, use online, there's Facebook groups. And I'll put a couple in the show notes for you to find of other groups that you can find that are positive. And you got to be careful because some of these support groups are not 
would not be a positive fit for me, but might be a positive fit for you. So you got to, like I said, know your needs. Like I need somebody who was uplifting, who was trying to grow their faith, who was not in that victim mentality, but really like trying to make a difference here. And that is what spoke to me about her Instagram account. Like, and there'll be other moms, like some moms will just post about their children in a way that I'm like, oh, I want to be in that person's circle. Because I know like her wisdom and how she views things will help me um, be better, be the mom I want to be. And so the first thing is like, go and be a little bit vulnerable, like look um, outside of your circle, um, go on the internet, go on Instagram, find accounts and DM and message and post, like say your story, say your truth and you will find your people. You know, I have one girlfriend who, um, I just Marco Polo with, and just that connection brings me so much joy. Um, she doesn't live by me. Um, like we haven't even met a person, but that we both share LGBTQ children and we share stories and that is enough. So like we live in a day and age where you shouldn't feel alone and you shouldn't feel like you need to be alone. Okay. And so your goal, once you find like who you want to connect with, I'm going to give you three steps of how to connect, because I think that's as um, older, as we get older, I think, you know, it's so easy when we're on the playground growing up, we just start playing with people, right? And we just ask for a play date and then we, it's no drama. We just literally, we like somebody, we connect, and then we create this connection. And we, then we can start doing shared build experiences and they become our friends. And then it gets a little complicated as we get older because we get so much in our head about like what they're thinking. You know, we're afraid of being vulnerable. We're afraid of being judged. And so it really like we lose kind of the, the gift of how we connect. Um, and <laughs> the funny thing is we live in an era where we feel less connected as species, um, even with all the technology, but it's just, we are just less connected as people. And I love what Brene Brown said, connection is energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. I'm going to repeat that because I think it's such a valuable quote to judge kind of like, do you have these relationships in your life? When I read this, I want you to think, to kind of self-assess, are there's are these relationships right now in my life? Connection is an energy that exists between, pe between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. Do you feel seen, heard, and valued in your relationships? When they can give and receive without judgment, are you giving other people um, that safe space? Do you feel that safe space from other people? And when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship, do you feel filled up and energetic when you are with your people or when you're connecting? Um, and I want you to realize you're not 100% responsible for creating that energy, but you are for yourself. And so if you're not feeling that connection, you're not creating it. So these three things um, I'm going to tell you are going to help you create a better connection in the space of finding support. And so I want you to realize the support system is your responsibility. You got to be a little bit vulnerable, but once you find it, how do you connect in that space? Do these three things. And I guarantee you that you will um, find your people and everybody needs their tribe. Okay. So the first one is be yourself. And what I'm saying is really stop editing yourself, stop filtering yourself, stop being somebody else. 
Um, in order to create connection with others, you really first need to feel connected to yourself, which means you got to like yourself. Um, if you don't like yourself, that energy other people will feel and they will not enjoy being around you. So you need to figure out things about yourself that you like. Um, you know, part of my process of doing this was I just kind of started to love my crazy and I stopped judging and editing myself. Um, in fact, I like kind of see some of my crazy as amazing. And I like, it is just me. I'm just like, this is different, crazy about me. And everything about you, like I start thinking like I'm half crazy and I'm off also amazing. Like I'm a complete package. I don't try to be something I'm not. Um, I'm always trying to improve myself, but I'm not, I'm going to beat myself up to the improvement anymore. So I stopped trying just to be a different version of myself. And I'm just hundred percent me, you know, like, um, Alice and I, we do podcasts together and she's like, you know, people say things about you mispronouncing things. And I'm like, I know, isn't that like <laughs> adorable about me? I never say it right. I, and not that I'm trying not to improve it. I am. I'm sure you hear this on this podcast too, that I'll say words wrong, but I'm no longer going to make that an issue of me like that, feeling less about it. Okay. And so, really start enjoying yourself, laughing at yourself, not making your quote unquote crazy a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. Learning to be like that vulnerable when you're like, this is my crazy and I kind of like it and I'm proving on it, but I'm not going to make it a problem. Like that actually connects you like perfection does not connect. What connects is imperfection. Like when somebody is really real with us, think about it. Those moments where somebody has really opened up to you, those are the moments you feel the most connected. So be willing to be vulnerable and um, to experience embarrassment like about yourself uh, really creates trust and deeper connection with friendship. So the first one is stop editing yourself and be 100% you. We don't need another person, like two of the same people. We need all of you. And heavenly, our heavenly parents created you to be you, your uniqueness, all of it. Um, and you, when you really embrace that, that's when you are able to connect so much better with other people because that's what you want the other person to be. And so you're not in your head so much of like trying to be a certain way. You're really in your, you're just thinking about the other person and how you want to connect with them. Okay, the second one is know your needs and communicate them. You know, um, one of the things I hate, um, and all my sisters share this, which is funny, is we hate talking on the phone. Um, we, we view the invention of texting as one of the greatest inventions even created. We've even tried to do like Marco Polo sister groups and that's still almost too bad, but we text daily. And it was sad because my mom actually loved the phone. You know, she was a little bit older, so texting never really became her bandwidth. And she just wanted to hear our voice and she wanted to feel, and that was what's connection to it, to her. And so like my husband actually not only loves a phone conversation, he loves to FaceTime. And, you know, I must really love this guy because my husband and I FaceTime at least three times a day. And so I want, you to know, like connection comes in many forms and what produces the feeling of connection is going to be different for everybody. But do you know what you need? Like my mom knows she needed my voice. Um, my husband knows he needed my face. I just need a text. Um, but how do you need to see val to feel valued and seen? And then don't be afraid to communicate those needs. Like, do not assume you know, your friends or the new people you're meeting are going to be mind readers and they know how you operate. It is not other people's job to figure out how you feel valued. So in order to be heard and valued in a relationship, you need to know what you need first, and then you need to communicate that. And it isn't wrong to ask for what you need. Like sometimes I feel like if we have needs, we're being demanding. And 
when we have family and friends communicate with, like, I love when they communicate how they want. Like if I have a sister who says, can you get this for me for my birthday? I'm like, yes. I'm so excited. Cause I know that I am like really giving her what she wants and not just something that I think she wants. Um, and that really pleases me. And I love, I know she'll be happy with it. And so we really do want each other to be happy and we want each other like to fulfill the needs, but sometimes we're clueless on what it is. So it's okay to have needs, but give people actually also the benefit of doubt. I want you to get good at communicating your needs, but if the people don't fulfill those needs, don't make it mean something about you or your relationship with yourself. Like even take the present, right? If my sister said, Hey, can you give me this present? And I don't get it. That is nothing about my sister or nothing about how I want to celebrate a birthday. It's probably something going on with me either. I didn't have the time to do it. I didn't have the money. It was something I was going through. And so realize people are really doing the best they can. I always like to think like people are are, are always doing the best they can. That's one of the thoughts I have. And I promise you that that will help you feel like more connected 100% of the time, even when your needs are not fulfilled. So the second one is like, know your needs, like know what you need to feel seen and valued and then communicate them. And if they don't fulfill them, then like give them the, give them grace and benefit of the doubt, but don't make it mean something's wrong with you or you're too demanding or your relationship's not working or like isn't perfect enough. It's just like, no, they're going through something. And can you give them grace in that moment? Can you um, give an extra layer of love for them? You know? And the third one is manage your thoughts. You know, I'm all about thoughts, how important thoughts are. And I really want you to take the time to examine the relationships in your life. Think about the person you feel the most connected with. And then I want you to ask yourself, why do you feel connected with that person? Okay. And I want you to tell you, it's not, say you even just went on a two week vacation to Hawaii with this person. And that would be your answer, but it's your thoughts about that relationship from that, from that trip. Okay. It's always a thought that keeps us connection. Connection comes from our thinking. So all of our feelings of connections come from our thoughts. So how you think about others is essentially creating the feeling of connection. You know, when I um, reached out to Allison and she was like, oh, can I, um, I love this. Can I, you know, let's get on Zoom call. And that's kind of how our friendship started, started lovely Zoom. And like, as soon as I met her, I had thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. Like she is going through, she thinks like me, she acts like me. And um, like, I had all these thoughts that created this connection and our connection just grew and grew and grew. And so I am blessed, like, like I said, with lots of girlfriends and some of my friends, I don't see, I, I haven't seen for years. Like we just went to dinner with one couple who we hadn't seen for probably 15 years. We were a young couple with them out of college, both married, beginning of our careers. And I still feel connected to them. Um, I love these people. They are just, they capture that wonderful time when we were young married and I love them. I don't talk on the phone to them or anything, but when we saw them, it was like just picking up where we left off like 15 years later. So that just proves that we don't have to physically spend time with each other or hear each other's voice or see each other's face to feel connection. And the lovely thing is like when we were, when I think about this couple, I get to feel those lovely feelings of connection and um, how like much I love them. Like I get to feel that they don't feel my connection or love. I do. And that is why it's so amazing. Is like knowing how connection works, creating it is a gift for yourself. So I also want you to know, like, how do I feel connected with friends if I'm not physically with them? Like I just told you, like you think about them 
and because those lovely thoughts, like edit your thoughts, really look at your thoughts. If you have some judgment about people, is it really worth you keeping those thoughts? Because that's going to create disconnection. Um, look for evidence, how you love them, how they're crazy is perfect, right? That's how I kind of, I get out of judgment. I'm like, well, that that's, that's their crazy. And that's perfect for them. How lucky you are to know them, um, how they've been a gift in your life. Like all of these thoughts are going to create connection. And I have no idea what my friends think of me. Um, and I want you to like, you really have no idea what people think of you. And it really is none of our business. Our business is to love them, to learn from them, to show up as the friend that you want to be. So don't be afraid of doing these three things of being yourself, stop editing yourself, know your needs to communicate them and manage your thoughts about people because you need connection. Your spirit need it, needs it. Um, human co connection doesn't just magically happen. It is art, it, like all crafts and requires patience, collaboration and hard work. And it is really can be learned. And so as um, an LGBTQ parent, your connections that you have now might not be the support system you need going forward. So find places where you can reach out to other parents, then be vulnerable to reach out and then do these three things. And that actually will be one of the best gifts you will give your LGBTQ child because it will give you a place to um, get that support, emotional support, a place to find out how other parents are doing their wisdom, and it will give you a better self-esteem and a better story of how you're telling yourself. Like, like the circumstance will be a lot lighter if you find good support. If you have any questions about this, reach out to me. Um, like I told you, like the clients that I have been coaching some for a couple of years now, they are some of my dearest friends. And so um, I love connecting with other parents who are, who are raising LGBTQ children, um, they, we just share some common pain points and that's enough to connect and create a beautiful relationship. Also, I will put the link for our support groups once a month that we do. Um, and we have so many other support groups. I lift a lot. We have um, ones for your children. We have um, ones for now. We just started adult women, adult men. Like if there is no reason the support is out there, um, you can find it. But then once you're in that support, how do you show up? And that is what those three things will help you. All right. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.